Kate. Hi, Gina. How are you, Angel? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How you doing? Are you enjoying your, what is that, a pumpkin spice latte? Yeah, but it's like a dupe. Wait, what know? do you mean a dupe? I mean, like, it's like a, um... Like your lighter version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This uh, girl I went to college with had posted about it. Okay. And tell us, what is the secret? Um, What's so, the lighter version? Well, I should probably give her some um, shout out, Skylar. Um, hey, she, Skylar. She posted about it. So it's a cold brew okay. with milk. But I wanted a splash of milk, and I'm not sure how to order that on the app. Oh. But anyways, so cold brew with a splash of milk. Light ice, because then it gives you actually more of the covfefe. Covfefe. Um, <laughs> one pump of cinnamon. Dolce syrup, one pump pumpkin sauce, a Splenda. Okay. And then that that coffee or drink mm-hmm. is about eight, it comes out to eighty calories. Okay. I add sometimes for a little pizzazz the pumpkin cold foam. Oh, and it's that makes to it die for. That makes it one fifty. It's the pumpkin cold foam yeah. is not of this world. It is some kind of like voodoo magic from oh. another dimension. Yeah. It's so good. So the good. first time I ever had it was when I sipped it off the, scooped it off the top of your drink last week. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is it's something divine. Yeah. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it. Yep. But okay. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. So um, it's providing me with a lot of joy. I gotta. I gotta try this. I yeah. gotta try this. I'm gonna have to take a picture of the label and then. And I, you know, what I'm not. I don't typically put. I actually typically drink coffee black. You do. Because I don't actually really love the taste of coffee. So drink you drink it black. That's that's your solution to that? Yeah, I drink it out of necessity. <laughs> so why ent- wouldn't you just like get like a giant vat of coffee and add like a little bit of milk and like a no, ton of No, I don't actually typically actually put milk or sugar in it. Just black, straight up black. That sounds so like counterintuitive to me. Like I hate the taste of coffee, therefore I drink coffee black. Why wouldn't you like want to mask the taste of it? Um, I think for me, it's like an, it's, it's, it's an ends to a means. Like, You're just like get, going in raw and real and just yeah, getting it done. Get, suck I get it the down. Shit, yeah. Suck it down. Muscle lips. You know I what I mean? Like muscle lips. <laughs> Ryan's a lucky man. <laughs> I got to get that shit in. Got it. And the faster, the better. Yep. I got it. I get it. That's Waste why I no drink time. this. And it's like, it's uh cause normally at home, I'll just <clears> do like a double or a triple. Espresso. Right. Just, just. Take like it down like I, a tequila yeah, shot. Like normally when I go to a coffee shop, I remember this one time <laughs> we were down the Cape and I, I was like, oh, right, I'm really tired. Like, let's just go into this like cool, funky coffee shop. I'm just going to get a double espresso. And I asked the guy at the counter and I'm like, I'm holding Aiden and uh, or maybe it was whatever. I had both kids. And I was like, hey, can I just have a double shot of espresso? And can you just put um, like two ice cubes in it just so it's like cool enough to, to drink? Shoot. And he's like. Sure. And he puts the ice cubes in and I'm at the counter, like actively inserting credit card, throwing it back <laughs> like I was taking a shot at tequila and needed some salt. Like, we need to get this woman on some and kind goes, of FBI watch goes, list. If this is not a mom drink at its finest, I'm not sure what is. Like <laughs> I was so just funny. like Yeah, just like throw the shot back. The ice cube is just to take away the initial the the sticks yeah. so you don't burn your entire esophagus. Yep. I yep. understand. I get it. I or a totally little salt takes out um the the bitterness. The, the bitterness of it. Interesting. Yeah. Never knew. Never yeah. knew such a thing. I was trying to find the caffeine content for the drink for pregnant people who are maybe a little bit more cognizant of milligrams of caffeine kate's like this baby is done give me (laughs) like why is your baby small like if they had methamphetamine (laughs) in packets to put in my drink i'd be drinking that right now 
So I have never gotten more feedback on an episode than we got from last week's episode. <laughs> I got that my mother thought it was quite funny. Your mom like, thought it was yeah. funny? <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> I have never gotten more feedback on anything in my whole life. Well, maybe that's not true, but it was, there was definitely a lot of commentary that I received about fun hand jobs and um, marital sex in general. It's a hot topic. I think people, that we should were be doing on it. people on board? Yes. They're like, that's such a good idea. Because I, I very... I, the overarching feedback that I got was that, you know what? I want, like, full sexy time, like, kind of rarely. But I could do with some fun every now and then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, or more frequently. Yeah. I could do with a little bit of fun. Like, a little bit of handsiness. And they're like, that's a great idea. You don't have to, like, go through the full thing. It's... It's just pure enjoyment. So I got a lot of positive feedback on it. People were pissed we didn't do a recipe of the week. Oh. Sorry about that. I totally The recipe forgot. of the week was how to give a fucking fun hand yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. The recipe of the week was was the, the fun hand job. What to do with your hands and your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, a lot of feedback from last week. So maybe we'll make uh, sex a regular topic on the on The, the end podcast. of pregnancy is all about fun hand jobs because there's only so much effort I can put Dude, in at this point in life. <laughs> the end of pregnancy and sex, it's just, it's just not a thing. I'm like, don't fucking touch me. Kate's oh. like, no, I want it all the time. It's just logistically very difficult. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't have the problems I'm having this. I, I'm, I'm carrying, like I feel personally in... I feel like I'm carrying much differently this pregnancy than I did with the others. Yeah. And so, like, I can't, there's there's no, like, I can't lay on my back. Yes. Of, yeah, again, logistics. And horrible. And it's like, you know, my husband's leg is still slightly disabled, so he said, oh my God, like, that's right. Hold himself <laughs> up, up, and I'm like, you know, I can stand for a little bit, and then I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Get, get off. Get off. Get off. I can't oh breathe. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's so, like, this is now a safety hazard. So there's just a lot of fun hand job situations. It's necking. It's, things like that happening. What is necking? I don't know. I felt like that was like a cool term to use in this moment. Necking? <laughs> I think the last ter- time I heard the term necking was, was in Greece. Oh. The movie Grease. Oh. <laughs> which is... As we're all familiar with, a movie about the 19 fucking 50s. I think like necking. Go necking in the packing lot. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Pulled like... that one out of left field. <laughs> I like it though. We should bring it back. Yeah. Um, but, okay. but this week, as I'm preparing for my first international trip in like three years, we're going to be talking about travel. Yeah. Specifically travel with children. Gina? Admittedly, I'm not an expert in this. This is not my area of expertise. Gina is not traveling with her children. Nope. She's enjoying a trip with her husband where there's going to be lots of fun hand jobs. Lots and, of fun hand jobs. And, lots of penetration. And some necking. Some at the at the bars with some wine. Yep. Oh my. I have done nothing for the last like week other than look online. I know you think I'm going to say something else right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was no. like, <laughs> like wait, what you, did you have you like um abstained? No, 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 actually no. <laughs> For the past week. That would have been a good idea, but no, that didn't happen. But no, I've just been online looking at all of my reservations, all of my food reservations, my lunch, <laughs> dinner, brunch, sometimes two dinners, reservations. I'm just like on the websites, like looking at their menus, looking at the pictures of their food. I'm like, oh my God, see, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see, like wheel me out of Italy. This is where we're different. I can't. The fact that the oh God, I traveled to eat. I mean, 
for sure. Italy, oh, like, God. I can't Italian wait. food right up my alley. I can't wait. Wrong, but. I can't wait. We're going to Barcelona. We're going to Florence and some other Tuscan towns. We're going to the world's biggest chocolate festival. Ooh, okay. There yes. We go. We're doing a whole day in Umbria at Euro Chocolate, which is like the biggest chocolate festival in the whole world. Like Lintgo's, Godiva. Wow. Hershey, like all, like every chocolate manufacturer you could think, like the entire you're gonna, city. You're gonna, you're gonna find chocolate that is like so divine. I'm not gonna eat chocolate anymore. That like, I'm gonna because, come back like, and throw these cookies Lynch are bullshit. Diva, like that shit's gonna be like so. Ugh. I know. You know. You're gonna be so above them. I know, and they they do. They have like all of like the artisan chocolatiers yes. come from all around Europe, and I'm just like, I'm gonna die. I'm going to die. Um, but we have, and we're going to Paris for two days, and I'm so excited the city of love the city of love i am so intimidated by their dining scene i like i had the opportunity to book several like three michelin star restaurants doing michelin star we are as many as i could possibly fit except for in paris i'm doing like there's one two michelin star that we're going you're not going to paris because it's like the city of michelin star it's terrifying it is like fine 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 dining yeah and i feel like if i just walk in there i'm gonna get kicked out immediately i don't know why it's just such an intimidating experience for me we're doing some like very foo-foo shit there but not i mean my sister lived there for three and a half years i you i remember you telling me that yeah yeah i don't know i I didn't book like the that's most insane that's not our jam but my brother our brother Michelin star. So when he went and visited my sister in Paris, like they went to several Michelin star restaurants, I yeah. believe. But like that, we're definitely we're doing a few in every country. Food is like his yeah. jam. Like that yeah. is like his uh, love language. I would say, you know same. what I mean. And so same brother Collins. Yeah, same. I don't think I'd have never been to one. Oh my god, it's it's. I've been to nice restaurants, but I just like sometimes I'm like I don't know if I can. It's so good. I, I mean, we do as many as possible, and we're doing a few. We're doing a few in every country. When you get back, we'll have to hear all about it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We might have a third member to our podcast by that point, dude. I, I swear to God, <laughs> no, you better not. It'll still be too early. What? It'll no. still be too early. Yeah. When you get back from Italy, I'm getting back on the twentieth. Yeah, that's like two weeks early. Yeah, that feels good. Okay. Okay, well then, I I wish you luck. I wish you I, luck. I don't take I don't take your 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 route. Your pregnancy route is not for me. I know. I'm like I do not want an induction. I absolutely want to make it to my due date. Like I've never delivered a child early. They said to me. They said, um, when they did my GBS swab. Yeah. Which is for you know I'm digressing here a little bit, but the first time I had that swab, I just want to let all the people who were pregnant before me know that they never told me what the swab was. Granted, yes, I work in the NICU for a living. Like you did, weren't expecting the swab? Like what they were doing with the swab? I didn't know where where it went. Really? Really. Nobody prepped me that a swab was going to go on my anus. Yeah, they got to do the butthole. Yeah. They nobody do the to- whole thing. Nobody told me like, about oh, the second oh, treat. there it is. <laughs> nobody told me about stop two. <laughs> I remember leaving my OB appointment and being like, 
texting all of the people who are moms before like, me. I have just been violated. Being like, and Ryan was in the room. And the OB was, he was like, should I leave for the swab? And the OB was like, oh, honey. You made a, this baby. In a couple weeks, you're going to see oh. a whole lot more of this. <laughs> this and he, she's like, <laughs> and so, yeah. For those that don't know, they stick a swab in your V and then your B. Yep. From the launch Make pad sure they to do the it trash hole. Yes, of course. <laughs> Front to back. But it was surprising. That's so funny. But anyway, she said, oh, this is good unless you go to 41 weeks. And it's an OB I don't, I've never seen. And I said, yeah. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> no, no. We, we'll be back before then. We Thank you so much for your concern, but we, yeah, don't, we, we don't, don't do that We here. don't go to 41 weeks here. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. I, 38 weeks feels good. I feel good about that. 38 weeks? Yeah. Okay. As long as you feel good, I hope you have the delivery of your dreams. Hope so. Anyway, so travel. Travel with children. Yes, we are doing an adults-only vacation, and truthfully, I'd rather put my head in an oven than travel internationally with my three small children. But Kate does it differently, and I think so many people do it the way that you do, and you travel with your kids, and that's great. I'm looking forward to the day that we can do that. We love to travel. COVID notwithstanding, we travel four or five times a year. A lot of that is international. But I'm not ready to do that with my kids. It's daunting. It's for sure. And I think that you do need to lean into that, correct? Like, it's not going to be smooth sailing. Like, there's no. no way to plan out all of the craziness that's going to occur. Like, mm-hmm. you can't schedule enough to no, you make can't, it you can't overschedule. chaos-free. Yeah. I find that when, we, when we've traveled, so, you know, I grew up traveling – um, my family traveled a lot. We always usually did like one, um, starting when I was like about what 11, like fifth grade ish, mm-hmm. we started doing like one big vacation a year. Yeah. That was like how my family rolled. Um, so I like grew up with that. And then when I met Ryan, you know, I was, you know, like I wanted to travel. I wanted to continue doing that. Like, yeah. you know, and so exposed him to that and, um, when we had kids, we said, like, we never wanted to – we didn't want to stop that lifestyle. That was something that we weren't willing to give up. Yeah. So, like, in our, like, family budget or whatever, that's something that we, like, highly consider is travel. And we never wanted to, like, stop that part of our life with kids, which I think once you have kids, that becomes more difficult to travel without children. Sure. Because it involves, like, having somebody watch your children oh, for it's a, whole thing. a week or 10 days. Or when we when we travel internationally, especially when we've gone to Europe – our trips are usually in that 10 to 16 <laughs> day, 10 to 15 day range. Mm-hmm. That's a long time for somebody to watch your, your child or yeah. children. So our first trip, you know, um, was with Aiden when he was seven months old. And I think this is a good one to talk about in terms of tips and tricks because it was February. We left February 26th or something, 2020. Oh, we flew back into the United States about two days before the border shut down, March oh 9th, God. 2020. Um, and this was something that involved like flying by the seat of our pants, literally and figuratively. Um, so we just like a side note about this trip, we had planned to go to Scotland, which we did. And we went with another couple and we drove around like the country of Scotland and Mm -hmm. stayed in several places each night in a different city in Scotland. And then with plans to go to Tuscany. Yep. Um, we were flying into Florence and out of Pisa and we were staying in the wine, you know, in the wine region and blah, 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 this beautiful Airbnb. And then uh, 6 p.m. the night before our flight to Tuscany, 
I checked my work email and Italy had become like a level three travel zone. If I went, I was going to have a 14 day mandatory quarantine and we weren't concerned about getting COVID. We were concerned about me not getting paid for 14 days. Yeah, of course. So I was new to the company. I'd only been at the hospital I was working at for like five or six weeks. So I was like, this this isn't like a smart decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we canceled all of our flights with a seven-month-old, canceled our entire Italy leg of our trip, and we're frantically searching for a new place in Europe to go. So we ended up rebooking to Bordeaux, France, and we went to Saint-Emilion, which is like a wine region of France. It was the best plan B, except we did arrive at like 10.30 p.m. to an Airbnb, ate us yeah screaming not prime time for a kid we couldn't get into the airbnb because they never sent us the code oh my god eventually we got in we ended up getting our first night reimbursed and it was all fine and it was an excellent plan b we stayed right on a winery in wine wine region so it was like during nap time we could go like sit out on the patio in a vineyard in a vineyard incredible and come get wine from the wine shop downstairs or we had access to all the wine in our wine coolers in our airbnb that's while amazing. Aiden took a nap. And it was wonderful. It was a great experience. And it was like the perfect, like Scotland was very busy. And France was like Bordeaux very low, is very low key. key. So anyways, with traveling with children, I think, as you mentioned. So let's start with the plane, yeah. right? So what, so I think, I think the, a lot of anxiety with traveling with kids comes from the actual travel, like the plane, right? It's a very confined space. It's a lot of people. You feel really awkward about inconveniencing others with like your screaming baby or your wild toddler or whatever. What did you do on the plane with Aiden when he was a baby? And then what do you do now that they're a little bit older? Because I know you've traveled recently yeah, as well. Yeah, we went to um, uh, Aruba with the two kids. So I think the first overarching thing of anything with travel with kids, whether it is a road trip, plane ride whatever is lower your expectations for sure yep that is overarching that is like rule number one <laughs> it's really our, our our motto for life yeah lower, lower your expectations. expectations and two there's no rules for travel day so like yeah. i feel like ipads yeah there's no up the was yeah lollipops candy whatever like yep. there are no rules yeah the only the goal is to get from one point a to point yep, b yep yep so with aiden when we took the international trip when he was that young, obviously, he we have um, a family of good sleepers. He yep. was a great sleeper. We booked um, a, a seat with the bassinet. So in the international in international flights with oh. children under the age of, I want to say one, but it may be younger. It might be six months or nine months. I think I think it's one because he was seven months. He was almost seven months. And it's a bassinet, and it clips into the bulkhead. So you have to book, oh. like, you have to be in one of the front rows of Is the... Is this something that you reserve specifically through the airline? Like, yes. I'm traveling with an infant. I want this yes. accommodation. Yeah. So, like, okay. when, we, when we flew, I had to book our flight, and then I had to call the airline and upgrade our seats. Okay. So, some airlines you don't have to upgrade, but I had to, like, pay to upgrade our seats to, like, more leg room. And then the bassinet was, like... Uh, technically free, but you have to like pay ten dollars cash on the flight for like the liner or whatever. Okay, so the bassinet is something the airline provides. Yep, and it clips okay. into the bulkhead, and it provides a sleeping space for your baby. That's amazing. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. So for this, we were like, oh, it's perfect, and we had it on the way there. We didn't. Okay. We only had it for that one flight. And he slept as long as he could in it, mm-hmm. which was really in reality like a total of four and a half hours because they can't. Right be in it intact <clears throat> turbulence 
right take off landing take, take off landing yep. you know what i mean anytime when you're supposed to wear a seatbelt but it was wonderful and he did great even just a place to put your child down yeah so they're not on your lap while you're trying to like pull out a bottle yeah. or like pull your tit out to yeah. breastfeed or whatever right there's a there's a place that's not yeah the floor yeah so with airplanes the, are disgusting yeah so with a baby that was obviously helpful for an international flight but other flights that we've taken um like more aruba, recently yeah including aruba um is that I always wore them. Like when they're young enough to wear, um, I find like I just wear them and then you can, some airlines make you put them forward facing during like takeoff and landing, which I have strong feelings about. Um, I think it's stupid. Yeah. But um, I wear them in the carrier and then they can nap. My kids have always napped really well in the carrier. Yeah. And I bring all the things, like I set up sleep and nap time on the plane just like I would try, I try to so mimic So what is that? Home. So what does that look like? What do you mean you set up? What do you bring? Where do you put it? So How does it work? White noise. <laughs> okay. That is like my go-to. So it's like So I you're bringing a white noise machine I on have the plane. it on my phone. Okay, got it. You download like an app or yeah, something. Okay. We bring white noise machines in the in our suitcase, but for travel, I I have a white noise app on my phone mm-hmm. and I wear them on the like I wear the kid on the plane. The older one can walk or be carried by the other parent and we typically, I always get on the plane last. You mean like last, like last, 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 last ever, all the other passengers, yeah. not like you walk last behind your family. Correct. Okay. So I prefer to be on the plane for the least amount of time, Understood. especially with toddlers and even a baby. Yep. Um, just because if you don't have a big bag that you like need to get in an overhead compartment, right, you, don't need to be on the you just plane need first. like a bag, like you have just have your diaper bag, then I think it, I would rather... If your child's older, get as much energy out beforehand or sure. you're walking around. You're not in a confined space. So you get in the airplane. You set everything up. Pre-COVID, I even, I always wipe down all the seats and headrests and whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I do yeah. that all prep. I get myself settled. Take out all the things like you're going to need immediately. So with a baby who's bottle feeding or, or if you're breastfeeding or you have a toddler, like have the snacks readily available, have their cup, like put it in the do little. Do you have like a separate, like within your diaper bag, do you kind of like assemble a separate like bag that you can just whip out? Yeah, we all, we always travel like that. We yeah, have yeah, like yeah. compartment bags. Same. Say, like a feed bag with like Packing snacks. Packing cubes. Packing cubes essentially. And yeah, then. That's the only way to travel really. Yeah. And then you have it for the infant, you have them in the carrier during takeoff and landing. If they're, like I said, even with the toddler trying to have them like eat something, drink something to help yep. with the equalization of their ears. Is yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like I said, like we will pack like a hundred count bag of dum dums. Yeah, just one after the other. Keep sticking them in. Fruit snacks, pouches, like easy, whatever they want. Things. All of the all of the things that you don't normally allow your child to have, but like, they love and yeah. will keep their attention right. focused on that yep. treat. Yeah, and then. You know, obviously, like, toddler years, they're screenable. So, like, you mean, like, I could give them an iPad or they can watch a show. Right, right, right. And just, eat, like. Lean into it. Yeah. Let it happen. If, don't if they don't nap, fight it. They might nap. They might not. If Blaze, nap, Blippy, whatever yeah. the yeah. fuck show you they're into. Anything that is just straight crack cocaine. Yeah. Give it, to, it them. to them. Via IV. Yep. And our biggest mistakes that we've made is, one, trying to force a nap. Like, try and close your eyes, relax. And, yeah, like, yeah. that turns into a shit show. Yep. Um, 
that didn't work on the way there. So on the way home, we're like, whatever, we're just going to lean into the fact that he may, this person may not nap and that's yeah. going to be fine. Yep. And you're just going to do an earlier bedtime or you're going to roll with it and you're going to roll with the consequences I for maybe a day. I think the first day of travel is insane anyway. You're so like if you're, if you're exhausted, you go yeah. home, it doesn't matter. You get to the, your hotel, your Airbnb, whatever. It's like people want to nap, they nap. If you yeah. want to do a super early night and go to bed at 6 p.m., you do that. Just yeah. go, just whatever you need to do to get to your destination and then wake up on fresh time. Yep. Do it. Own the fact that your child is probably going to have like a, some, some kind type of meltdown. Meltdown. Yep. Um, and which will probably result in you having a meltdown, but try not to meet uh, their chaos with your chaos. Like that's not going to be helpful. So two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. Well. You know, don't fight fire with fire. Yeah. Like I think it's going to feel like a lot in that moment. It like the temper tantrum lasts yep. like a few minutes or five minutes or ten minutes. But I think if you mentally prep, prep yourself for it's okay, this is going to happen at some point. Yeah. There's going to be a shit show situation. Yeah. I think it leads to you being a lot calmer. And I think calmer, a lot calmer in that yeah. situation. And I think calmer. a lot of the times the other passengers actually don't really give a shit as much as I you think. I don't think so. that they care. I agree. I think it's become such a normal thing to have kids on planes. Everyone's got their earbuds in. People yeah. got like you know. Yeah. They're noise-canceling headphones, and I'm sorry, but if you're traveling on an airplane, especially internationally, without any kind of AirPod, headphone, something, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What are you doing? I, feel, I don't feel sorry for you. You chose <laughs> that adventure. I agree. But we have found that actually, um, now that the kids are older, obviously not always needing the bulkhead, um, is actually sitting near, closer to the back of the plane. Interesting. Why? Closer to the bathrooms. Okay. Closer to the galley. Where you can actually like walk more freely, like get up and walk versus like having a longer aisle to walk around. Obviously, and the flight attendants don't mind you being back there with small kids. No, and like walking in the aisle if they allow. Like obviously during like COVID it was weird, but I yeah, think it's yeah. like back to normal on airplanes now. Yeah, so just like getting up, stretching your legs. I mean, adults do it, so like do it with your kids to like get some just energy. Just get some out of the wiggles whatever. out. Yeah, and then if you're really against screen time, then like lots of like novel toys so like going to the store and buying new small packable toys yeah, yeah surprises yeah. for travel yeah so it might be like small figurines a new sticker book um duct tape that they can like peel off the tray yeah uh, window clings are good yep um i've heard people getting you know like those fish tackle boxes yes yes or like the the clear with like little compartments yep, or whatever yeah. and like you gotta open. You get like one thing out of each compartment yeah. every, you know, twenty minutes or whatever right. the interval is. Yeah, and that just gives them something to do. Right. It's just keeping their attention, keeping their yeah, their focus on something other than the fact that they are confined. Yeah. But we're very like minimalistic when it comes to packing. We really yes, focus for sure. On for the iPad, snacks, and then like one or two novel toys that were brand new they had never seen before. Yep. And then you just roll with it. Okay. So that's for the airplane travel. Um, obviously, like with packing, things to make it easier, we travel with our own car seats. I was going to say, so packing. Yeah, so we travel obviously with our own Obviously, kids car have a lot of shit. Yeah. So a couple things that we do to make it easier. Um, so we bring enough diapers and wipes um, for the travel day. Okay. So for, you know, if you have an infant, you know – bring a diaper for every two hours is like yeah whatever is a, is a lot but like you know what i mean um you want to have that more than less pack a change of clothes for each person yeah so each child like in your carry-on in your carry-on 
plus yourself. Yes. We never had spitters. We never had kids that got sick. Yeah. But the last thing you want to do is have your kid have a blowout or puke on you. Right. The one time it's going to happen is going to happen on an airplane while you're in the middle of an airport in Venice. Yes. So always pack a change of clothes for that, for yourself and everybody involved. Mm -hmm. Um, But then things to make it easier in terms of like packing for the entirety or the entire trip is that we bring enough diapers, like I said, for travel day. Yeah. We purchase diapers at the location. Oh, so you're not taking it like that bulk. Yeah. In your suitcases. Yeah. That's really smart. We will occasionally bring like an extra set of wipes or whatever because those don't take up as much room and those have more longevity than diapers, obviously. Sure. Like, but um, so I will say we buy in the location. That's very smart. And I think that's probably the way that I would do it. I've heard people pack. So they bring an extra suitcase for diapers and wipes and they know it's going to be empty at the end of their trip. Uh-huh. So all of their souvenirs and all the things that they buy go in that suitcase and then they check that back to their final location. Yeah. If that's like something, but I'm just if saying you're like, like big souvenir people. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. If you're going to be shopping, maybe you bring back some wine with you. Maybe yeah. you bring back some, I don't know. We also don't um, love paying for bags. Yeah. I hate it. I carry on everything. We do one checked bag. Yeah, I don't check in. I'm not checking any bags. Yeah, when we, we go to went Europe. to when we went to Europe. I mean, sorry, when we went to Aruba. Mm-hmm. We did one checked bag. I refuse. I mean, maybe we'll have to do it with kids, but like, I refuse to check bags. Yeah, it we freaks it me out. I don't like it because of like you know the the amount of stuff that you need. So, anyways, we buy the diapers and wipes there, mm-hmm. for, um, and then that's one less thing to worry about. Yep. Um, that makes sense. We may bring some of their favorite snacks that you may not be able to get, get wherever there, you're going. Mm-hmm. But in general, um, you know, we worry about food in the destination. Like they can eat what they, what everybody else eats. For sure, yeah. There. <clears throat> and then the other thing that we for sure always travel with, whether it's local, we're going to Maine, we're going to a friend's house 15 minutes down the road. <laughs> um, we have slumber pods. I've heard you talk about these. Yeah. So slumber pods are blackout tents. That have ventilation panels have been tested for safe the ventilation. For sleep. Safe for sleep. And they are tents that go over the pack and play, a toddler mattress, um, or like, to- you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they have a pouch for the monitor. And the newer ones now also have a pouch for the sound machine. And so it's Ooh. completely blackout. And so if you're room sharing, like in a hotel or in an Airbnb. It gives everyone their own space. It gives the ability for you to say like be sitting in your bed with the light on in your hotel room and not be disturbing your child. Yes. And so does this go over like the entire pack and play? Yep. If it's over the entire pack and play and it fits over like, um, toddler matches. We're not there yet, but like the hiccup, pops or whatever, like inflatable mattress. I know it was like a big toddler mattress. No like, idea. It's a basically a toddler air mattress, but it has, um, boundaries or oh, borders. So oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. Excuse me. It fits over that. Okay. Um, and so it, we had the snoo. It fits over the snoo. Like you traveled with your snoo, not to not internationally, but we bring it up to to Maine. Maine. Yeah, I don't travel anywhere without that. Still now? Not now. No, no, she's too big for it. Oh, but like when we have the new baby, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I, I've never had. I've never owned one. I don't really know much about them. I know that they're like a huge thing, but we didn't have them with Aiden. We loved it with Ava. We'll have it with this one, obviously. And yeah, um, once they're in it, I bring it everywhere. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, the slumber pod is for sure something that we don't travel without. And so we have two. We'll be purchasing another one for the third kid. Um, we use it like when we go to my parents' house. And they're May. packable. Packable. Tra- they, they're about, um, the bag is probably 
18, 20 inches long. They are heavy. So the other tip that I would have for is traveling. Is there like poles like a regular tent? Mm-hmm. It but just it like, folds like a whole up. thing. Yep. And it goes okay. on there, the tent. The other thing I would say for traveling with children is um, so they don't weigh your car seat bags. So we have padded car seat bags that are backpacks. We've used cheaper versions. We prefer the one that's a little bit more expensive because it has padded shoulder pads. And it's not like uncomfortable to carry. It's not, it's not super uncomfortable. Oh, Obviously, so it's you're cumbersome. You're carrying car seats on your back. Yep. And child in the, in the front. front. And luggage. And a suitcase. Okay. So what do you do with the car seats? Like, do you check? You said yes. you don't check them. Or no, you I check do? them. I check the car seats at, you can either do it depending like if gate you park. Check. Gate check. Like, if I were to take an Uber and get dropped off the airport, I would do, like, curbside. You can check it at curbside. I believe so. We've always just... It's an angry bird. Um, we just, like, last time we flew, we parked at the airport. Okay. And so you have to, like, go across, like, that long bridge or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Which was fine. It was heavy, but it was fine with the two car seats. So we each have a car seat on our back. We had one big suitcase, a diaper bag, backpack for carry-on, and then a baby. Okay. And we had a stroller. And a stroller. Which, so, that was the first time we've traveled with a stroller. So you, so, but essentially, like, the stroller, the car seats, all of that is on, it's essentially another carry-on. They just show it, like, in the front mm-hmm. of the and plane. It's, it's not, and it's, you don't have to pay additional for right, it. Right, so your right, diaper they, bag is free, your stroller is free, your car seats are free. You don't have to pay money for any of that. Is this on a specific airline, or is this Most, across the all, board? all airlines. Okay. So, like, you get a diaper bag, I believe, per child. Okay. Um, and then I've brought like my pump before. Yeah. And that's a medical device. So that is another free bag. Yep. So like technically you I could, could just have shove free a bags. bunch of shit in there, mm-hmm. which is what I did. Yeah. 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 But the car seat bags have a lot of extra room. They're padded. We prefer to travel with our own car seats because we know the safety of it mm-hmm. and we know how to install it. They have some cheaper versions. People I'm um, swear by these like foldable lightweight um, car seats from Walmart that are like $60 and get like re- are very highly rated for travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just prefer to travel with our own. They are bulky. They are heavy. But the amount of time that you're actually carrying it, I feel like is generally pretty minimal. So, okay. So when you get to your final destination, are you renting a car? Or are you putting these in like taxis? And renting a car. You're renting a car. Yeah. And then you just leave them installed for the duration mm-hmm. of the trip. Yep. And then you pack them back up. You take them to the airport. Yeah. Done, done, done. Yep. That makes sense. I think um, we've always rented a car for our international travel. And yeah, I think we, if always, we always do too. If we were not renting a car, that might, you know, like there are rental companies that provide car seats. Yeah. It's just how comfortable you are with that. Yeah, I think yeah. we would probably still bring a car seat. Um, I think it would be, I think it gets a little tricky if you're going to mostly be doing like taxis <clears> and ubers and stuff like yeah that. i think it also like and that might you might find that more if you're traveling to like a country where that's more common right yeah. like we're traveling to thailand for example yeah right like that's not They're also not gonna require a car seat yeah yeah, yeah. you could put a baby <laughs> yeah. on the back of a moped and like drive off into the sunset and knowing right no one yeah. bats an eye yeah but <clears throat> saying like if you were traveling to a place like that's something to consider is yeah. what i'm saying like when you're traveling is that are we going to a place that's it's conducive to bring car seats, install them, drive yeah. places. Is that like a logistical? Right. Then maybe you skip over that for now. And right. You do that trip when they're older. Yeah. And we will put stuff in the car seat bags is what I was going to say. Yeah. So we'll end up putting like the slumber pods in the car seat bags because they're really heavy. Oh, and you don't want that weight to be. Yeah. And then people are like, well, what checked. if they, what if that bag gets lost? 
Well, like, well, then we're fucked. We're fucked because you lost my car seats. Too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So like, I think the slumber pods become. But those go on the plane with you. They're not like checked underneath, right? No, they're checked underneath. Oh, they are. So you check them like you go to, you know, like you. Oh, go like to, you're like, checking your regular bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do I always see we people check- walking onto planes with their car seats, their stroller, and it's literally just like stowed in the captain's closet? Why is that a Int- thing? It's an individual pre- individual preference. Oh, so, so you can elect to have it can, stowed there. You can also travel on an airplane with your car seat. So if you purchase what? a seat for your child, so like, you know, once they're over the age of two, yeah. you have to purchase a seat for your child. Right. So you can elect to bring a car seat on and install the car seat on the airplane. How and there's a, lot, there's a lot there's a lot of things if you like follow families that travel on social media they do this and they recommend it because they're like the child is secure yeah they're not going anywhere they're, they can only wiggle so much mm-hmm. and most likely they're used to falling asleep in the car seat and that type of incline oh, that's decline. a good that's a good point um we've never done that that seems very excessive it to just me. feels like a lot of stuff and then they th- think about safety i mean if your plane is I don't want to say it, but your plane's going down. The car seat's not going to do shit. Neither is your seatbelt. Neither is your seatbelt. Yeah, I agree. But that's just where my morbid brain goes. I, I agree with you. That's the first place my brain went. Yeah. I was like, you know. It's like if we're plummeting into the side of a mountain, I mean, the car seat's not going to do anything. Yeah, That's right. going to be burned up in the fiery ball of wreckage. Right, exactly. Sorry, nobody wants to think about that when they're traveling, but. Yeah, so we. We opted this last trip to bring the stroller. It was the first time we had – we tried to travel with the stroller before, and we basically just carried the stroller from destination to destination and never took it out of do its bag. Do you travel with your full-size stroller, or do you have, like, an umbrella stroller? Like, what do you travel with? We tried the umbrella stroller when we went to Europe, and like I said, we never used it. We just – he was seven months old, so we you just wore carried him, him everywhere. Yeah. We walked to the streets. We wore him. But we're a big baby-wearing family, and, like, yeah. Ryan and I both baby-wear, so – that's just like our jam, and we find it very easy. Yeah, I I totally agree. With um, you. I will yeah, wear I will wear my child ten times out of ten if I can avoid yeah. bringing a stroller somewhere. Yeah, you're somewhere. a big baby wearer too. Yeah, but um, when we last when we went to Aruba, we bought we just brought a single city mini. It's easy to fold. Yeah, lightweight. We got it cheap. We, it's in perfect condition. I think I actually got it for $5. I think that was the $5 stroller I got. Yeah. Off Marketplace. What? And um, what a find. we got like a cheap travel bag for it and we used it right up into the gate. And that was actually helpful <laughs> because it, we were I mean, able for to, $5, I mean, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we were able to contain the older child while I wore the younger one. That makes sense. And so I do think that like there is some uh utility and bringing a stroller like even to like get through security like it's one it's one more thing that you have to like get on the belt or whatever yeah but um that brings me to my next thing about traveling with kids is get tsa pre-check yes so can you get tsa i have tsa pre-check misha has tsa pre-check can you get it for kids so they i think fall under your umbrella okay so we have global entry yeah that's what i have I have yeah global entry. and which gets you tsa pre-check yeah the only thing it doesn't do is like on your your kids technically need their own global entry they to come do. back into the country oh okay um but there's this new like passport um app that like essentially does the same thing as global entry that we've used to get back in the country okay which moves you through customs pretty easily back what in is the United it States, back in the united states it's called i'm gonna look as a mobile passport mobile passport. and you upload all your passport information including your child and it like 
does like the same like kind of like pre-screen that global entry does Mm -hmm. and so you're able to there's typically a line at the airport for like global entry and mobile passport yeah it's only available in certain uh airports yeah but it does help expedite it so when we came home from europe we moved through customs like we flew through customs just as quickly as if we had global entry for aiden right 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 um but but yeah tsa pre-check is obviously super helpful because you don't have to take all the iPads and all the electronics yeah, out of the yeah, bag. The Everyone can out. keep their shoes on. Yep. And it makes it super easy to, yep. like, go through the airport with the kids. Yep. No, that makes total sense. I think the less yeah, commotion you have to go through, mm-hmm. the better. And then the other thing is when you get to your destination, we've always booked destinations with pack and plays or cribs. So whenever we've stayed at a hotel or an Airbnb with our children, we always make sure that there's a crib available yeah. or a pack and play so that we're not having to worry about bringing our own pack and play we do not travel with a pack and play okay in the airport some people do no so you prefer to have the like the sleeping situation provided for provided. just like okay your hotel bed is provided for i would like my child to have a bed provided for as well that makes sense and do you do like airbnbs or do you prefer um, hotels we've done both okay and what do you find is more um i think when we stayed when we stayed at the hotel it was a suite so like we had a bedroom a separate master bedroom and then the kids were in the living room and we had them they both had their slumber pods and we just had yep. them at opposite ends yep with three sound machines <laughs> one for each of them and one in between that is so funny and so and then that's actually what i do too and then we like now we bring all it. the stuff that they would normally sleep with so if they have a comfort item you make sure you bring that yep you you got your sleep sacks or whatever like and then um you know, it might be helpful to bring a sheet from home so There's they're familiar, more familiar. With that. But um, that's not always something that we've done. I think we've, like, brought it but never used it. And okay. And our kids have slept fine. That's so, great information. Lower expectations. Try and purchase as much of the stuff that you don't have to travel with at your destination. So diapers, wipes, food. Yep. Um, staying in a place that has some type of kitchenette I think is helpful. So even mm-hmm. if you just have, like, a mini fridge or something for – you know, milk for in the morning, something that like yeah. makes your trip easier yep. in general. Um, no tr- no rules for travel day. Yep. Um, allow like unlimited screen time, snacks, whatever. Um, with packing some type of like nutritious meal to prevent like hangry meltdowns. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think that was, did I summarize it at <laughs> all? I mean, just bring like things for the plane that you think are going to yeah. be mm-hmm. really, really interesting to your yeah. kids. Yeah, I like that bag full of hundred dum dums. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, like Target, it's like five ninety nine or something crazy. That's like such that. a good idea because you need them for the way there and the way back. It's amazing how fast you go through dum dums. I can imagine my kids like literally bite them. Yeah, just, yes, just one big. Like, I mean, the, we like gave the them to the children behind us on our way home from Aruba. We were like, "Do you want some dum?" Like, "Hey, mom, dad, do, you, do your kids want some lollipops?" Were they just like, yeah, because they were like wild. The kids behind us on the way home, which was our kids on the way there. But I was right, right, right. It's like no judgment. Just see that you're in need of some help. Yeah. Do you want one? But yeah, share the wealth. Yeah. Of note, our Europe trip with Aiden when he was seven months was, I think, we ended up on taking five or six flights in total in that trip. And he was good. Mm hmm. That's That's like the perfect age to travel with, though, because they are. Yeah, that's a really good age to travel with your kids. Potted plant. Yep. Potted plant stage when they can sit and they, they don't move, but they don't move. Yeah, they have no desire to move from the potted plant. Yep. No, that's a really good point. That is really a sweet spot. When we went to Aruba and Aiden was like, could watch the iPad the entire flight and was like happier than a pig and shit. But 
Ava was 11 months old. Oh no. And wanted to boogie. Oh my god. But the she also she wasn't Mia is like But she wasn't walking yet. Which right. Is like Mia. Yeah. She wants to move and she wants to jump and she's like I call it the rotisserie chicken. So they're just sitting there but they're twirling around and they're yeah. kicking and they just like they need that she was like touching, constant touching everybody that walked by. She, she was, was like, like she was stroking everybody's arm. Hi. Hi. She was like Walmart greeter. Oh, to the Walmart ba- She was the Walmart greeter to the airline bathrooms. Oh my god. But yeah, I think <clears throat> traveling with children, yes, you will see like funny memes out there is that you're basically just parenting in a different zip code. You're not traveling with children to uh, enjoy your trip. It's you're creating the new thing is creating core memories. That's yes. what you're creating. Is right. you're creating core memories. You're you're you, I don't think you'll ever regret traveling with your children. I agree, but it's not a vacation. It's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah. And I think that you're going to have some like really high moments. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to sure. have some low moments just like you would in your own home. Right. But I think when you're on vacation, you have a different level of tolerance. Yes. For your children's bullshit. Yes. Because I agree. parenting in paradise or parenting on a winery is much different. Is much different than parenting in your in, living room. Yeah. The same four walls you see every day. Yeah. It's a very different experience. Yeah. I agree. And so I highly recommend that everyone do it. You only got one life to live. Life is super short. Agreed. And, you know, if you wait until your kids are older, like, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get that. I totally get that. Like, the whole, like, waiting for this, like, sweet spot of, like, traveling. You know, people talk about it with Disney a lot. Like, I don't want to travel till Disney until, like, the kids can really appreciate it. Well, what what age is that? Yeah. Because, like, then you get to, like, this, like, teenage years where, like, they don't probably appreciate it. They anything. don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in the same state as my right. parents. Like, why do I want to be on vacation with yeah. you? No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think my rules for travel with my kids is, like, once everyone's out of diapers and off a bottle. So, like, a few more years and then we'll start traveling with them. It's not necessarily, like, about appreciating it or, like, not wanting to do it. It's just, like, I... I want to simplify. I, I, I don't want to deal with all of that. See, the diaper thing? The You know, we're new to toilet training. Yeah. You know, we've been in it now for a couple, like several months now, three, four months, whatever it is. Yeah. But there is something really simple about changing a diaper. For sure. Rather than I have to pee. It's like, okay, we're on, we're on the clock now. It's yeah, only a matter like of moments until someone it, pulls it their it. pants. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But I understand, like, in terms of packing, the logistics of Packing. That. I want my kids to be able to understand, like, okay, we're going somewhere different. Yeah. You need to be aware. You need to stay with mom and dad. I don't know. For me, it gives, like, the amount of anxiety it gives. Like, and also, I have phenomenal child care, so Misha and I can leave without our kids. Yeah. It's not, like, an issue. But um, I think for me, traveling with our kids – internationally anyway like we've done like you know overnights like yeah. places but on a plane air travel going somewhere it's just like it's just not worth it for me yet like, yeah. like i said we travel constantly so i know the opportunity is going to arise in the future like i'm not but i didn't even say i think what you're doing is totally is totally wonderful i'm saying there's, there's people that are even like scared to do, do that road trip stay overnight in a hotel or whatever. oh yeah like, no 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 start small yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not saying like your first trip should be an international trip right but like you know i think Obviously, if you have the means as mm-hmm. well, this other pro tip, yeah. if you have the means to bring somebody extra with you, yeah. whether that is a babysitter, a nanny, a grandparent, a right. sibling, an older, like 
whatever. You, can, you get the best of both worlds because you I can think, go out at night with your spouse yeah. and then bring your kids around to all the sites during yeah. the day. When we went to Aruba, there was a lot of young families mm-hmm. with a grandparent. Yeah. Or I've had friends who have like gone to Disney and brought their babysitter with them. I think it's and a great And so like there was no – you're not paying for them. When, that's the thing. You pay for their flight. You pay for their hotel room. And you like treat them while they're there. But like I don't think – you know, you could get away with like not paying them like an hourly – wage or whatever. right right right. it's like you're coming on vacation with us this is a working trip but like do yeah. you want to come yeah. yeah 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 i totally agree but yeah if you have like a grandparent or sibling or somebody else aunt uncle that wants to come with you then obviously that like makes it simple you really do get the best of both worlds yeah that way. agreed very helpful tips from the master over yeah. here <laughs> i learned a lot i honestly i've never really given it a ton of thought i just know that Long haul airline travel is not something I want to do with my kids yet. But there's so much to learn about people who for people who want to do that. It's still like I'm not going to lie that like even as we've done it a couple times, like there's still a level of anxiety. Oh, for sure. Because it's all you never know what you're going to get. It's always like a different. Yeah different situation. Like your kids are always changing. So like who knows next time you get on a plane, maybe Aiden's like. Don't want it. Don't want it. Yeah. Don't. I mean, I doubt it. But you know what I mean? Like, you're, there's always that possibility. Yeah. And living with that up until the moment you get on that plane is is yeah. an experience in and of itself. Yeah. No matter how much you prep either. You know, right. like, we're big preppers about everything. Yeah, same. I'm and, you know, trying to spell out, like, what to expect. But, yep. like, it doesn't matter. You could have a travel day and then all of a sudden you're stuck on the tarmat on the airplane for and two the, hours. And, oh, my God. I don't know. Then you're you know fucked. I mean? Yeah. Then you're fucked. Then you blow through those dum dums real quick. Yeah. And you're giving real them, quick. You're giving them out to everybody. Everybody you're, on the plane. You're dum-dum fucking you. Oprah I was on the say airplane. Oprah. Yeah. A dum dum for you. A dum dum for you. A dum dum for you. Let's go, everyone. Um, that's great. That's such yeah. great, helpful tips, Kate. Thank you so much for yeah, being our are. resident <laughs> expert on just about everything. Um, okay. Let's get into the recipe of the week. I'm excited. Y'all. I have never gotten more requests for a recipe than with chicken fucking cutlets. Oh, after your breaded ones? People, they're so simple. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's like a mystifying thing. I just think that people think there's like some kind of secret. There's not. This is what I do. I get a bulk pack of chicken breast. Okay. Chicken breasts are obviously super thick. It's not a cutlet. People pound them out. You can totally do that. I find that to be unnecessary yeah i slice yeah right i just i slice off like thin little half inch i usually go about a half inch um slices off the top i usually get about three cutlets per breast get a a cookie sheet lined with aluminum foil just stack them up right you want to do this in stages it's a it's a process to get them all breaded and fried and Mm -hmm, all of that mm -hmm. so first step is to get your chicken breast slice them thin slice them into cutlets pile them up on a cookie sheet Traditionally, there it's called standard breading procedure. What you're going to do is you're going to get your eggs and then or you get your flour, then you get your eggs mixture and then you get your breadcrumbs. I don't do that. I do too, right? So I do a what's essentially like a slurry. It's eggs, milk, and some flour and then I season the shit out of it. So I make like almost like a batter. Okay? So that's what I dip my cutlet into. Okay. Rather than doing the flour first and the eggs, it's kind of all in one. You okay. do a little bit of flour, eggs, milk, Scramble it, season it however you want, and then it goes into the breadcrumbs. I do half panko, and I do half regular breadcrumbs, and then I will do uh, Parmesan cheese, like grated off the block. Don't, 
don't shake it out of that god awful green ass ugly fucking container. Oh god, that stuff is disgusting. It's disc. If anybody is still using that, uh, please, please just get yourself a block of Parmesan and just put it through a fruit processor. Easy peasy. But that shit is nasty. Don't fucking use it. Is it anyway. even actually real cheese? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's powdered breast milk from Caitlyn Jenner. I have no idea what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's disgusting. Don't use it. Get a block of parm, put it in a food processor, put it in a container. It'll last you. It's the exact same shit. I add that to my breadcrumbs. Mix it up. Salt, garlic, whatever you want to season it with. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Bread them all. Put them on a cookie sheet. You can deep fry them or you can shallow fry them. I get the biggest pan I have. I have like a like a 14-inch cast iron, which is what I use. Fill it up with about an inch of avocado oil. That's what I prefer to use. Don't use olive oil. I know that's like, oh, you see whatever. I don't know. Some cooking show when they're using olive oil to fry shit. Don't do that because olive oil only has a certain amount of heat that it can take before mm-hmm. it degrades very significantly and it tastes nasty. And you're frying a lot of cutlets. Oil's going to get hot. A lot of flour and shit gets stuck in the bottom of the pan. Use good oil. Either I prefer avocados because it's healthier, but you can use canola, you can use corn oil, whatever. Fry them. A couple minutes aside till they're golden brown and delicious. If you're not confident that they're cooked through you can also then just pop them in the oven for a few minutes but that's it there's no real secret to chicken cutlets it's really in the breading it's really in the breading season your breading well season your milk egg flour slurry really well mm-hmm. and you i don't season before you just like, i season don't the season slurry them before. and you season the breadcrumbs yep i just season the slurry okay. i season the breadcrumbs and then when they come out of the oil i'll do a little bit of salt okay just because that's when the salt sticks the best yep yep to the chicken and that's it you can also bread them go through the whole breading process and i will kind of portion them out and freeze them in ziploc bags like five to seven cutlets and put them in the freezer Mm -hmm. and then you can pull them out thaw them all out breading actually i prefer the texture of a fried cutlet after the breading is sat for a little while it gets a little moist for i hate that word but like it gets a little a little wet, a little sticky. Yeah. I find that it fries better. The texture is better at the end rather okay. than just like a, like a freshly breaded cutlet. Also, with freshly breaded cutlets, you get a lot more like fall off in the oil. Okay. Like a lot of those breadcrumbs tend to kind of become dislodged. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So I prefer to let them sit. Same thing that I do with fried chicken, but that's a different, that's a different recipe. Fried chicken is also fantastic. I think people get fried chicken and chicken cutlets confused because they're not the same thing so how long do you typically let the after you bread them do you let them sit for you said um after ideally they'll sit well i stack them up right so like when you're doing like you're cutting them you're kind of stacking them up yep and then after i bread them i stack them all up again and then i'll fry everything at once okay so it's like a stage right so you slice all the cutlets you bread all the cutlets and then you fry all the cutlets okay they're not actually like sitting for that long no they're sitting for like 20 or 30 minutes oh okay yeah yeah. yeah. i'm not talking about just like walk away for hours yeah like go shopping do it like kind of bringing it to room temperature almost yeah i guess kind of but just like just let them sit for like I said, 20 or 30 minutes. So that the breadcrumbs stick better. And so the breadcrumbs no stick better. The texture, I think, at the end gets a little bit a little bit better. And then you bread them and then you fry them. And that's it. That's my Love recipe it. of the week. Very simple. Love it. 
I'm actually going to be giving like an in-person tutorial to one of our friends. Oh. I've invited her to come over and cook with me. I'm so excited. I love cooking with people. Um, and I guess it's one of her husband's favorite foods. So I'm super excited oh. to do it in person. And what do you use the, what do you use like what do you use the cutlets for after they're You like, can use it for anything. I I love to do this <clears throat> for like Christmas Day or something. I'll do like a bar. So you can put melt like ham and cheese on top of them. You can do a parm. You can do okay. like a tapenade. You can make like this olive, almost like a relish type of thing that is so good on fried food because it's just really briny and a little bit of spice. And you can eat it with a chicken huh. cutlet. It's fantastic. You put whatever the fuck you want on a chicken cutlet. Yeah. You can then dip it into buffalo sauce if you want. You can put it, yeah, yeah. you know, you can make like a general gauze type of sauce and top it with that if you want. It's really the Swiss Army knife of food. Yeah, no, I'm into it. I love you can it. go anywhere with yeah. it. Pack it in your kids' lunch. It's like the best chicken nugget they've ever had. Yeah. It's fantastic. We can't recommend it enough. We do a lot of – I've never um, do it in the oil a lot. Like, I'll bake it. Yeah. I do it like I'll bread chicken and then yeah. I like bake it. I, I think it's a different thing, but, I mean, yeah. you can totally – That's if that's – Something you want to do if you don't want to deep fry a piece of chicken. But I mean, the deep totally fry. Totally get it. I mean, like, it adds a different level of. Like I'm saying, it's a different. It's a different thing. Yeah, it's a different. Piece. I think when you're like breading something and you're baking it, versus breading something and then like essentially deep frying it, it's a very different animal. But I mean, if that's your journey, you want to bake it and go that route. It's a lighter version, like your like your. My Starbucks dupe or whatever. Yeah, you your PSL. Yeah. <laughs> your diet PSL. Yeah. Diet. But yeah, no, chicken cutlets are fantastic. Oh, love it. Yum. Delicious. Yes. And you can make them in bulk, which is great. Makes me want a chicken cutlet. Well, maybe next time I'll have some chicken cutlets ready. <laughs> well, that's what I'll bring you when you have baby Owen. Yeah. Bring you a giant fucking container of that of chicken cutlets. But I can just dip in whatever sauce. Whatever. I'll Give me a box. bucket of ranch and like oh. a tray of chicken cutlets. Ranch? What? No, not really my jam. I'm a blue cheese girl. Oh, I love blue cheese. I would choose blue cheese over ranch. In certain situations, I agree with you. I I agree. They're different for sure. And it's funny because I always get a container of ranch and a container of blue cheese. I kind of toggle between the two. Oh, no. I love blue cheese. I love to make blue cheese. I think, like, making blue cheese, it's... Oh, that should be a recipe of the week. I will definitely do that. Maybe we'll do, like, a wings yeah. series, and I'll do, like, all of the various Ryan dips let, for Ryan it. makes some great wings on his, the smoker. Oh, my God, I bet. I love... I need to get a smoker. I need to get a smoker. We're going to put up outdoor kitchen out there yeah at some point and i i require a smoker yeah i mean um our neighbors have a traeger which is like yes. obviously like a much more uh automated yeah there's a lot um less like hands-on work that goes yeah. into it ryan has a kamado style grill. so you gotta like build the fire and like yeah the flu and all he's of, a kamado joe which is people always ask it's like a big green like big green egg they're the same they're a kamado style yeah grill the Kamado Joe is just the brand. Mm-hmm. And so he has a big one. We have four grills in our house. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. It's it's all right. Well, you don't like it? No, it's it's great. It's just like the laughing joke of the of people who know us. The, the multi-grill family? Multi-grill. In, um, in historically, we've also had um, multiple lawnmowers. Oh. Um, I, it, you need them for different purposes. You need the right like, tool for the job. I can get like behind this. He was just like flipping lawnmowers. 
It's like today I want to take out the cl- the no, Cub like Cadets. Like today it. I want to take out the John Deere. He would get the lawnmower, use it, and then be like, "Actually, this isn't the lawnmower I want." So he would like clean it up, paint it up, resell it for essentially the same price, if not more. Really? Yeah. So he was like flipping lawnmowers. Yeah, this is like the joke. He was flipping lawnmowers, <laughs> and flipping I was lawnmowers. I was flipping strollers. Like I was getting Stop strollers, it. like off want- a free cycle, and then like. Yep. Tuning up a wheel and then selling I wanted it. To have, I wanted to have a stroller at my parents' house so I didn't have to continuously have to travel Lug with a stroller. So I got the same That's stroller. I got a double city select with the little boogie board or whatever you want to call. And it was a combo of two strollers. One was like 50 bucks and one was 25 bucks. And the $25 one, I just needed to get used the second seat. And then I sold it as a single stroller. Oh my god, you're so funny. So you like you you do like the chop shop. Yeah. You're like I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the c- catalytic converter off of this Civic. Yep. I'm gonna put it on this Accord. Then I'm gonna sell the Accord. Then we're gonna parts out yep. the Civic. That is so funny. Yeah. So That's this year, Ryan, this this year Ryan did buy we we <clears throat> bought a brand new mower. We didn't <clears throat> buy a used one. So he we have now offset all of our other lawnmowers. But we do have four grills. One in the garage is like the propane grill. We have the fancy natural gas grill and then we have two kamados a mini one which would actually be like a great you know it's something like it's like a deck side you know it's are you trying to sell me sell to me right now no no i'm just saying like if that's something like you could easily start with yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's great we love the smoker anyways yeah so wings would be great tell me about your blue cheese recipe we'll do it we'll do a whole wings maybe maybe we'll save that like for the spring going into the summer or like um, January-ish for, like, Super Bowl. Ooh, good idea. You know, football stuff. Mm, okay, put that in the back pocket. Yeah. Add that to my to my notes. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. It's been a real fucking treat. It's been a real fucking treat talking to you guys. Gina's got to go pack a fucking bag. I got to go pack my fucking bags. <laughs> Me and Tommy, we're going to go. We got to get to Logan together because he's got shit to do. I get shit to do. Tommy he's doesn't going know to what f- the fuck he's doing. Tommy doesn't know what the fuck he's Giselle's doing. Giselle's like, we're done. And he's like, I don't <sighs> know what I'm doing. Any, like, okay, we'll talk about this next week maybe, yeah. after there's been some developments. But all right, y'all. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, go rate us five stars. Subscribe. Like all the things. Listen to all the episodes. Listen to all the episodes. Skip Recommend the ones, it. Skip the ones that you don't want to listen to. That's fine. But just, you know. Continue. But also, but maybe you just like listen to them, but keep them on mute. Like yeah. turn your volume all the way down. Just yeah. give us that download. Yeah. Give us that DL, okay? Or just skip to the parts of the episode that you find offensive or okay. not funny, which is and then, ridiculous. Like, replay the ones that you like. Like a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.